find your pen. Frustrated with your pain or injury? That sucks, but I'm here to help. Hi, my name is Denise DeShutler and I'm a body worker and educator. Why is it so hard to find the care we need to feel better? Most of my clients have asked that question for years until we started working together. Now I'm gonna help you find those answers. I'll explore different health disciplines and chat with talented practitioners. We'll share our insights and practical advice to help you get the results you need to feel good again. Because seeking the right care for your health can be a pain in the arse. But with me, your wellness journey will turn into a fun-filled adventure. Buckle up, baby, for the Passionate Health Advocate Show. Welcome, listeners, and thanks for joining. I'm happy you're here. Today we are going to a place where rediscovering tools we already have can help us get unstuck and break down barriers in our mental health. Let's buckle up. Welcome to the land of resources. We are searching for Carl Aragante personal development and life coach. Is that you? Yes, it is. Welcome aboard. Oh, thank (laughs) you. I'm so glad we have landed in a bunch of resources because that's exactly where the show wants to go. And I'm happy we found you. So thank you, Carl, for being our guide today. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Great. Um, So I'm sure everybody's like, well, what does that mean, land of resources? Are you HR? Right. (laughs) The land of human resources. (laughs) You need to bring a pillow for that for that tour, because that's definitely (laughs) a a snoozer. But no, um, my what what I'm here to sort of talk a little bit about is um, what I call uh, in our land. One of our primary exports in our land is uh, strengths. We, We do. Uh, resource mining and strength mining. And I think that it's a very, very important uh, uh, export in our, in our little town, in our little country, our land, however you want to call it. Um, because I believe that everyone has these inherent strengths and resources within them. And one of the most, uh, one of the things I'm the most passionate about and the things that really gets me excited about the work that I do is going on a journey and, and, and mining for those resources uh, within the clients that I work with. Okay. This sounds very interesting. So tell us again what you do and uh, who are the clients that you work with? So this is the million dollar question, right? So I am a personal development and life coach. I have recently started my online practice and after 25 plus years of working in um, various clinical and non-clinical settings, a majority of my career, I've worked in um, substance abuse and mental health, residential treatment, this and that. But I've also had forays in child welfare, um, working with foster care system, uh, the legal dependency system, and a couple of jaunts um, in between, maybe we'll get to learn about them more, where I was a personal trainer, nationally certified with two national certifications. And Can I um, ask you, you yeah. so all of those jobs before the personal trainer, uh, yeah. what role did you have? You said you were working I was working a mental with... health therapist. And mental a, health, okay. And a, mental a health therapist. Abuse, yeah, and a Got substance it. counselor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So I did that for a long time, loved it. And that's where I sort of cut my teeth and really um, came to, uh, sounds so corny to say love what I do, but it's really love the process of, um, of, uh, uh, of the encounter I have with the clients that I work with. And so I have a very broad sort of history. Um, so I, I, I say that to say, what, who am I working with now? I cast a pretty wide net. Um, although I do love working with, um, helping professionals, other social workers, um, frontline EMS, military, police, um, teachers, um, on working on compassion, fatigue, professional burnout, that type of stuff that if you ask me is like, what really gets me excited that those are the, those are the people I get excited with. But lately I've been getting a lot of uh, young adults who are looking for, uh, who, I mean, when I was a young adult their age, I wasn't nearly as self-aware and emotionally intelligent as some of these young people are nowadays. So they're making me step up my game. So I'm enjoying that as well. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, it sounds like your background is uh, pretty loaded and, and having you equipped for going off on your own. What, what made you go into becoming, you know, more of a personal development coach yeah. versus, uh, you know, working in mental health and working in um, social work? Well, you know, I'm not a big, well, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, should I be perfectly honest? Is this the land of resources an honest place? Is it a safe um, place? I, yeah, we pretty much like everyone to be honest wherever <laughs> we travel. So that's the we travel. Well, you know, what it was is one, I think, um, interestingly enough, I want, I needed to change personally. I mean, working in child welfare, um, was that where, where I was for the last uh, five years, two of which is a supervisor running a team of workers. I mean, it's heavy. It's heavy mm -hmm. stuff, right? And so, so there's sort of that was it. But I've always thought about having my own practice. It's just a matter of timing. I'm also not a big um, diagnosis advocate. I mean, I, I appreciate the importance and the use of diagnosis, but it's not how I like to in, sort of, in, uh, it's not the lens that I necessarily look through in working with my clients, even when I was working within you know, the diagnosis model, you know, oftentimes I'm working with a psychiatrist and, you know, you have those types of conversations and I know I would have them, but did it, did it really vibe with what I really, how I looked at my, my work? Not so much. And so when the opportunity came where I said, like, you know what, I just sort of one, want a professional change and I want to go off on my own. I looked at the, I looked at, um, you know, personal development, life coaching, really appealed to me because of its sort of future focus, goal-oriented, solution-oriented sort of uh, landscape, as opposed to, um, you know, deficit-based, problem-focused, uh, not to say that what I do isn't necessarily trauma-informed, but, you know, a lot of the stuff back there, you know, which um, is important, but not where I really like to spend my time. Um, I, uh, I am educated in, like I said, I'm a closet Jungian, you know, I, <laughs> there's nothing like a good dream analysis and, and an archetype to make your day. But, um, I really, really enjoy, um, talking about the present, looking at outcomes, future outcomes, strength-based client focused, client informed stuff, you know, and that's, um, 
again, nothing new. There's a lot of solution-focused therapy, which I'm big on, behavior, uh, CBT, all these sort of more modern modalities. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but that's what, that's what I, that's what I like. And, and life coaching gives me a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, um, what's it going to, a lot of real estate for, for, to create, uh, that type of, a to have that type of an outcome or that type of, a approach. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I, and I understand where you're coming from. It's, a uh, again, we, we talked about this before, <laughs> before, uh, we got on the call, which is, um, we both like the idea of taking people to a land, kind of like a yeah. fresh start, fresh approach. And it sounds like under certain models of the way that you worked before, it didn't always allow that. And it sounds like you yourself are taking this approach for personal development because um, it sounds like it has a lot to do with resource mining um, that seems to speak with you and you can move your clients forward in a way that you feel is best appropriate. So uh, do you want to tell us more about resource mining? Because I'm sure people are like, okay, I know a lot of people have heard about personal development coaches yeah. or life coaches. And yes, people are more like goal-based, but I don't know if a lot of people know what resource mining is. So I, I, I don't know if I made up the term, but I do use the term of resource mining um, because as I said, my, I, tr I truly believe um, that all of us have within ourselves um, the strengths, assets, and skills needed in order to solve whatever condition or reach the outcomes that one may want to pursue. However, because of the context, real life context is that we live in, um, and all the society, personal, all the idiosyncratic stuff that surrounds an individual, it, it may not always be apparent that those resources are there. Oftentimes, we actually minimize or um, overlook our individual resources because we have, I don't know, been, uh, it's very difficult, or we've been trained to think that the, our abilities, there's something that we need to attain, or there's more that we need to do, or there's more that we need to learn. And that creates sort of like a deficit as if a person is lacking. Well, I'm not a, I don't do good at math, you know, or I'm not a, you know, I'm, I'm really good at this, but I'm, I'm just not a go-getter, you know, it's like, okay, well then what are you? I like to, I like to spend time with my clients talking about the person that they are without any necessarily any modifications or without any enhancements. Um, through the process of working with my clients, we can develop skills. We can learn more skills. I mean, there's all kinds of skills out there and, and, and techniques and approaches that we can adopt and learn. But I, I really like to spend time, um, for lack of a better term, in reminding and helping my clients uh, rediscover that they've, uh, that they've got a lot of the tools that they need. They just got to learn how to utilize them and, um, utilize them towards their goals. Um, but it, it starts first by a little bit of mining and looking for it because sometimes it's down there pretty deep. Hence the mining. Okay. Hence the mining well, part. It's not like, yeah. a, like with a pickaxe. Sometimes yeah. it's just a moving of shuffling of things aside mm -hmm. on a, like a desk. Oh, yeah. look, there's that pen that I love. I love this pen. I could probably, actually that's real. Like I can only write with a certain pen. Um, and so when I found it, I've suddenly became very prolific, you know, and it's sort of yeah. like a very interesting correlate because that's kind of like what it is. Wow, this is, I love this pen. I'll show you this pen. This is my pen. And this is going to be this. This is it. 
simple. Pen. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. That's a nice little pen. But you know, that was it. I found it under a pile of stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and it was kind of like a, a silly little anecdote is, you know, I found it a bunch of a pile of papers and then a notebook and stuff. And I just, Oh, wow, here it is. Put something. And all of a sudden I was like enjoying writing in my journal even more. And it's sort of a sim- similar, probably oversimplified, but almost exactly that's what it is. If you can find your pen, you know, and let's see, maybe that pen can help, you know, be the thing that's either, either opens you up to new possibilities or just gets the ball rolling. Cause sometimes that's the hardest part is just get the ball rolling. You spend a lot of time just feeling bad. For sure. And I have to say, uh, I really like that approach that you have. I, I think now I would imagine, uh, people that come to you that need assistance, obviously they're probably not in a good place. And I would assume even for myself included, a lot of people would feel broken, like something's wrong. And so it's so nice to hear just already that approach of like, okay, you know what, you, you already have things inside of you. You're not trying to get anything outside of you uh, to move yourself forward. And you're just going to help them utilize what's, what's already there. Um, I just, yeah, that's a wonderful approach. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's my, that's my hope. Um, But you're right. Is sometimes um, clients present themselves and it's a, it's a harder sell, so to speak. Cause like you said, for some people are just super stuck or they're just really, really, they feel broken. And that's of course always makes me feel sad, you know? Um, And maybe they are there. It's okay to feel that way. Um, But if they're in front of me, Um, and they're talking to me that tells me that there's, there's still some fight in there. There's still some desire and some, some hope. Um, I've, I've had some people I've actually worked. I can think of one client I worked with many, many years ago that said, well, I'm only here because I want you to, um, how would she say? I want you to confirm that I'm effed up. Mm -hmm. Okay, so because so, so, this is her experience with working with other mental health professionals and counselors as was the discussion was about, yeah, you you've mm. been through all of these things and you are broken. It's like, wow, well, yeah, me no, not really. You've got some stuff, a lot of stuff, tremendous amount of stuff. Half of it, I if I went through some of your stuff, I I probably wouldn't even be here today. But you are. And, but you're not, that doesn't make you unworthy. It doesn't make you, and I'm not here. I'm, I said, well, then I might not be the person that you're going to work with. That's going to work with you because I'm not going to give you that stamp of approval because I don't give it. And um, she was kind of shocked at that. And we worked together for another year. Nice. So. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Uh, anybody listening, um, we might have things that feels like it's breaking us, but we're not broken. We're not, not you know, we might no. be cricky, like, you know, like I said, and I, and I, for me, those are the, I mean, I, I think that makes a person beautiful, you know, in, in a way that makes them unique. That makes them special. I think we all might feel broken or have parts of us that are fractured and fragmented, but you know, that's what that sort of emotional, that emotional patina, that weatheredness that, you know, kind of makes, uh, it, it makes you special. And that I love. I love, I love that. Um, I had a old professor, uh, say once that, um, he's a physics professor actually. And, um, he was Italian camera. Don't actually remember his name, but he was mentioning, talking about, uh, 
how how tires work. Do you ever know how tires work? Like, you know, you turn the car and the car turns. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a whole thing. It's like science. And it's like, wow, it blew my mind. But um, I remember he had mentioned, he says, you know, um, the tire that is smooth, again, I'm paraphrasing. This was many, many years ago, a thousand okay. years ago. When the tire is really smooth, it like a Formula One car, it goes very fast and it's really, really sexy because he was a tire. It's just very sexy and, you know, very smooth and it's, it's very efficient. He goes, but when the going gets tough and you, if you're, if you're racing in the, in the, in the hills of whatever, I remember he was mentioning, you want a tire that is, that is, has cuts and grooves and, you know, that's the tire that you want. And, um, because that's what will provide the traction and the friction that you need in order to, to do, to go safely through the turns. And I was like, man, this Italian dude's very, very cool. And, but that stuck with me a lot. And I think the people are the same way. We're like these crack, crack tires that, um, you know, every now and then needs to be inflated at the proper pressure, but we shouldn't, we should be proud of, uh, of those ridges and gaps and cracks makes us what we are. Well said. And I also feel like you're the person that actually gives us the pump, right? You get it. I like to think so. I got, yeah, yeah, sure. You're like pumping the tires. Pumping the tires. I'm part yeah. of your pit crew. You know, if there we're going to go. go with that metaphor, I'm, yeah. I'm just one part of a, of, of, of a crew, you know, sometimes people need uh, someone to pump the tires another person needs to wipe off the windshield. And, you know, I'm just, I like, I'm a part of the team, you know, I'm not think that I would have uh, just one thing to offer and that's going to, what's going to cure you, you know, no, I oftentimes encourage my clients if they have a therapist that they work with, if they have a personal trainer that they work with a nutritionist, I said, Hey, if you're allowing me to par- be a part of your team, then let's thank you. You know, I'm the, I'm the lucky one, you know? Um, I, I don't, I like to think I have something to say that makes me feel good about myself, but, and something important to offer, you know, that's all great, but makes my ego feel nice. But, you know, I'm just a resource that I hope people can utilize in whatever means that they feel is important to them or helpful to them. Nice. Nice. And I, again, I think that's also great. You are an excellent resource. Um, and I know my belief and what I like to do on this show is that uh, there's no one end all be all when it comes to our health or anything in life. We're all different shapes and sizes and beliefs and and functions. And so uh, it's nice to know that, you know, there's professionals out there that see the big picture and know that you are an integral part um, of a team or other resources. And so I think that's really valuable. And I think it also helps you do a better job. So, Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm in good company since that you're my <laughs> friend. So we're good. <laughs> we're good. We're do you good. mind if I drink water while we talk? No, we're going to, we're both going to have a sip of water right now. And if you're listening, this is a good time for a water break. Oh yeah. It's the passionate health advocate dance break. Now get up and shake your thing. Hey listeners, Denise here. Have you ever thought about doing your own podcast? Well, let me tell you about Pod2Go. 
These guys rock. They do all the tedious stuff for me, like show notes, sound editing, audiograms, videograms, and even publish every single episode for my show. They do all that work for me and it doesn't break the bank. But when I know my favorite part, they're so easy to communicate with. Seriously, if you're looking for a team to help you with your podcast, please go with Pod2Go. To get started with a 10% discount, email pod2go.app at gmail. That's pod2go, P-O-D, number two, G-O, dot A-P-P, at gmail. Okay, so I do want to ask you, because um, we're talking around, I would love an example, because people are like, okay, that's great. I have strengths. What does that mean? Um, I would love to know if you can paint a picture, give us an example of how you were able to pull someone's strengths or assets, as you say, uh, to help move them forward. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of ways to do it. A lot of what I do um, really uh, um, is, is guided and informed by um, also engagement. You know, a lot, uh, I'm a really big um I'm really big on, it's hard to do anything. I ha, it's hard for me to share anything that I know and or for my clients to absorb anything. Well, that's not true. They may absorb it intellectually, but whether it really, really gets into where it needs to go, um, that's hard to do without good engagement and rapport building. So a lot of what I do is a lot of that. You know, that's kind of interwoven. That That's the, if we're going to make a meal, you know, that's the salt that's the, that's the, or no, maybe not the salt. That's the oil. That's the thing that kind of makes everything kind of work together. Uh-huh. I could say stuff. I could say, well, I have this technique. I have that technique. I can, and it's just, that's just, um, you know, that's ac- very intellectual and academic. It's great for teaching student, but for, for when you're working with someone on a more intimate uh, sort of help, you know, client uh, ther- uh, coach sort of relationship, I need that. I need that collaboration. That's how I like to work. Okay. So, that being said, um, one of my favorite questions to ask um, is uh, looking for the exceptions. So, um, if a person presents with an issue that you know, um, I don't know, we need to pick an issue. Can you think of an issue? Uh, I'm, 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 I don't like speaking in front of crowds, and um, I just got a new job. And I want to, uh, and then one part of my new job is to speak in front of people. So they have a fear of speaking in front of people. And so I might try to work within the conversation and back and forth and say, well, can you think of some times where you have not been afraid of, where you have spoken in front of a large group of people that, um, where you weren't afraid? Oh, um, yeah, sure. I'll, no, sure. You know, like in my um, daughter's, um, what do you call them? Uh, Girl Scout troop. And I tell stories in front of my Girl Scout troop, you know, I'm like, okay, I can't think of anything more frightening than a group of 10 to 12 year old girls, you know, listening to me to, to entertain them for an hour. Cause I was also, the, I was a, a Daisy troop father, myself leader. Um, and so, oh no, really, that's really kind of easy. Well, what is it? Well, I'm just telling a story and these are just kids and they're just looking at me and I'm like the coolest person. And, you know, I wear funny clothes, tell me more about that. Okay. So how do you get right? You know, 
And so we get into that conversation and then I'd say, okay, maybe with a, a little bit of exploration, we can tap into, well, what is it about, this, what's the difference, which is another thing I like to look for, the difference that makes the difference. What's the difference between a group of 12-year-olds um, and a group of professionals? Well, these are adults and they're judging me. 12-year-olds aren't judging you. <laughs> I don't think any more judgmental group than a bunch of 12-year-olds. And, you know, and you infuse some, you know, that's where we start talking and that's where the cool stuff happens. And so we start to unpack sometimes some of those underlying uh, fears and beliefs. You say, well, they're 12-year-olds aren't judging me, you know, and these people are, or these people are my superiors and these people aren't, you know. And then so um, it, it's hard for me to kind of make up stuff, you know, right now on the fly, but that's sort of where it, it all the cool, that's where the resources the little nuggets of strength start to come out. So you can speak in front of people, but there's a certain group of people. There are things that you do to prepare for situations. Oh, well, you know, I remember one time I did speak at, uh, you know, my, my, I did do a, a presentation of this. And you'll be surprised once you start opening up a conversation of strength and open up the, and you look at the exceptions, all of these other exceptions like fall out of the closet. All, you know, all, all of these other times. Well, there was that time, I remember, it wasn't a big group, but I did have a conversation with, um, you know, uh, at a party. And I don't know, oh, next thing I know, I'm outside by the pool. Uh, and there's seven people and they're all interested in what I have to say. Well, what, that wasn't scary for you. And we were just at a random party. And, oh, blah, 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 blah. and then it sort of goes from there. And again, there's a little bit of reframing, there's a little bit of you know, but it's a, it creates a story and builds upon like, no, you've done this before. Okay. This is the thing that's just happening now. And for some reason there's stuff there that's me. And so I try to see how we can utilize some of the, some of that stuff, you know, and I've even using the, the daisies, you know, it's like uh, the daisy troop as an, as an example, you know, I might utilize. So um, I know when I was a daisy, daisies, uh, girl scout, daisy troop, dad, you know, we had a, we had a manual, literally a manual that we follow. Well, they have this manual and I just follow it and I just come, okay, well, are there, is there anything like that that we can draw, draw upon with your group? Well, we have our operating manual. Okay. So how do we prepare? How can we, you know, let's look at the correlates. Let's look at the connections. And if we're lucky, we can get them to a point where we can, again, just you bring those tools out of the shed, out of those, out of the closet, find like, find that proverbial pen and let's just apply it to the situation that they're in, you know? Nice. Nice. Yeah. That makes sense. I, what I see is, uh, you know, once one, one, it seems like you're shifting the situation. I know when any of us get stressed about something, we can only see what's stressing us out. Yep. And it sounds like you're taking the approach of, okay, maybe this, your situation isn't impossible. And let's look at something that could be similar where you had to utilize a strength to get you through a similar experience. And how can that be applied to your current situation, even yeah. if it's really stressful, even if it's really stressful. And, you know, again, there would be some, you know, specific interventions that we could utilize new, new interventions, you know, breathing, I'm just making it up off the side of my head, breathing exercises, you know, being prepared, you know, all kinds of stuff we could do to address that specific situation, you know, and, and that and the, the current situation. But again, it's about, you don't have to relearn, you don't have to relearn all of this stuff, you don't need to be Tony Robbins, all of a sudden, 
to just to, to do this presentation, you know, you have it again, it, it's, it sounds corny, but it's sort of like, there is a bit of hope installation in there. I'm trying to, you know, and some, and some validation of you're, uh, you're okay. You've got it. You can do this, you know? Um, I, uh, and you may fail and that's okay. It, and you might, you know, you may have to do, oh, but my, my, my presenta- presentation is in a week. Okay. Well, let's <laughs> we'll do what we can. And Hey, just know that you might do this and it might be horrible. You might experience it as, as, as difficult as, as, as embarrassing or whatever, but you know what? One, I'm on your side and I'm here for you Two, Yeah. You might, you, you'll, you'll be, you, you'll be okay. You know, I mean, I had a client tells me, he was like, well, you know, there's a meme that goes, well, did you die? You know, you might feel like it, it might hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. But again, that adds to your patina. It just means that this is an area that we obviously just need to work on where you don't feel that competency. It's going to suck. It's going to hurt, but you know what? You're not in, in one, you're not alone. And two, um, you have the ability to, to get through this. And I guarantee you the next time, the next presentation with a little bit of work and a little bit of, you know, you just stay in there. And I am a jujitsu practitioner. One of the things is they say is like, just keep on showing up. If you just keep on showing up, the next time will just be a little bit easier and a little bit easier. And then we can set timely. What are the things you'd like to accomplish in this one? If we're not going to be a, you're not going to be a, um, a world-class public speaker in a week, but what would you like to, well, I'd just like to go up there and not, you know, what are the small steps? Then we can look, we can even part of the process is breaking it down then. Okay. Well, what would you like to accomplish? And what are the minimum? What are the easy, what's the low fruit and what's the high fruit? The high fruit is that you're, you know, up on stage and with a thousand, but a low fruit is, I just want to go and just not cry before I, okay. Okay. Let's work on that. You know, let's, let's work on that, you know? Uh, So little things. And again, everyone's different. Everyone's approach is different. Everyone's approach to learning how to be a public speaker is going to be different. Depends on your strengths and resources. Right. Right. No, that's, that's really good. The the first thing I feel is it's very comforting. You know, Uh, I think, when people are dealing with stressful situations, they feel a lot of pressure and, and also like reaching for anything outside of them to just get them through. So the fact that it's like, it seems very comforting because it's like, Oh, you don't have to grasp. Uh, You just have to kind of turn inward uh, with your guidance, just like things that already are there for you and then apply that in a different way with a different mindset. And it's hard to be in a different mindset when you're suffering so mm-hmm. it's nice that you're there to help people along for sure. Well, I, I appreciate it. that's what I try to do. You know, I think um, it's, it's hard enough to ask for help. It's hard enough to um, have to face, you know, the things that one might feel are, um, are lacking or deficit within them. You know, we all have things that we can improve on, you know, um, some things uh, are hard to either accept or hard to, um, hard to change habits are hard to change, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, at the very least, I want my clients to feel uh, a sense of it's okay. You know, on the, that broad on the broadest level, it's fine. You know, you are who you are. You bring to this table, what you bring to this table and let's just see where it goes from there. Sometimes that's frustrating for clients because they want the, they want the solution Mm-hmm. Or they want the they want the the answer, and 
I can come up with answers, you know, that's a sure, you know, I could say all kinds of stuff, you know, and in a different capacity, um, uh, you know, well, you have, uh, I don't know, again, I'm making this up off the top of my head. Um, well, your childhood trauma is triggering you to da, 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 and then just sort of wrap it up in a nice sort of bow. It's like, okay, well now what? Okay. That's great. So now you got it. So now like the, I remember that movie, Tommy boy. Yeah. This is in the, <laughs> we went, okay. This is where, this is where I turn on the Tommy boy. There's a scene where Dan Aykroyd, you know, goes, he says, well, you identified the smell. The next step is rinsing it out. I'm in the, I'm in the rinsing out stage. Nice. I, I'm, I'm like, okay, so what are we going to rinse it out? Mm-hmm. And most of the time when people are looking for the answer, or they're looking for the reason they know it already. Right. You know it already. Well, what did your therapist tell you? My therapist tells me I'm ABC one, two, three. My wife tells me I'm this, this, that, and the other thing. Well, do you agree with them? Well, yeah, you know, okay. Well, so now what, you know, I'm here with a, I'm here to have that very weird and sometimes muddy uh, conversation, but now what, what are we going to do about it? You know, and, um, and I'm informed by you. I'm not going to tell you what you need to do about it. You kind of already know. let's be honest a lot of people already know deep down inside Mm -hmm. but that's where the that's where the that's where the safe what i like to make sure or ensure that i have a safe collaborative to use the words now non-judgmental environment uh for this encounter because then that's when people can say you know what i don't want to admit it but i you know yeah this is that okay and that's okay um, it's helpful for me to know where you stand and where, how you feel. And sometimes that's just in itself, just creating that environment. We're just talking topically, superficially about stuff and talk, you know, before, you know, it's like, you know what, Carly really want to tell you something. Oh, maybe three sessions in or four sessions in five, you know, it's like now, now I can sometimes get that sense. And I'm sure as a helping professional, you, you, you know, there's that moment you're like, okay, here it comes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is, this is the real deal. This yeah. is, this is, this is a, this is a real moment. And that's a special place. I love those that I live for those moments. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the breakthrough. I don't want to say breakthrough, but it's like, you know, you've reached someone uh, yeah. deeper in that process. I think it's like that shift from uh, the intellectual knowing versus that inner knowing. That's right. And just uh, being honest with themselves and then how do people want to move forward, heal. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, mm-hmm. no, I think this is why we love what we do. I know, yeah, right? It's, it's pretty, pretty cool. It's pretty, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, I always say that the work that we do um, and, and the position that we're allowed in, in people's lives, I always say that, you know, the people are allowing us to sort of muck around in their life. Like, you know, here I am, you know, doing stuff and working. And, and that is a, um, because of that invitation, because of that, you know, they're, they're letting us in, they're giving us permission to come in. Um, that that's almost to me as a sacred place for lack of a better term, you know, it's a place mm-hmm. of a place. I have nothing but the utmost respect. It's like me coming into your home. You know, it's like, this is, this is like the real deal here. And I, I, I have to be respectful of that. And like, again, I'm, I would never tell you how to fold your sheets in your own house, you know, 
unless of course, you know, you want you ask me to help you, you know, that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sort of silly, silly analogy, yeah. but that's kind of what it is. No, I think it's a good analogy. And I think it, I think it paints a picture of being in a health profession, a helping profession, <laughs> um, working with people, um, it is a sacred space. It's a special place and it's an intimate place and the respect needs to be there. The partnership needs to be there. Um, the trust and feeling, feeling safe. So mm-hmm. in order for things to, to move forward. So exactly. It doesn't ha- nothing happens without it. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. nothing happens. All of the other stuff, the techniques and the modalities <laughs> and the approaches and the treatment plans and the charts and the, all of the cool stuff, like the stuff that makes yeah. it cool. None of that happens. No, that's not true. I don't feel it really, really, uh, ha- can go where the potential is limited without that beginning foundation of, like you said, I said some beautiful words there that trust and that, you know, um, non-judgment safety, that environment's like good soil, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't have good soil, you know, then it's hard for things to grow. Will they grow? Yeah. You grow, grow. But if you really want to make it, you know, you, you need to start with some good soil. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And I think uh, a lot of my clients know I am one person that always talks about process, yes. <laughs> love process. And just describing about the soil, uh, that's that's what I love, the evolution of what people go through. And I love to be on that journey with them. And I think this is why you and I connect so well. It's because you appreciate that process too, because it's not a flip of the switch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for people listening, if you want to go on a process with Carl, uh, you should check him out. So Carl, what are, you know, you said you kind of cast the net for people that need you, but what are, you know, if someone's listening, like how would they know they would be a good candidate to work with you? Like what are some issues that people come to you for? Well, like I said, I love, I love working with folks who feel are feeling stuck. Yeah. Your classics, you're basically, you're so, you're, you know, you're, you're feeling stuck, maybe feeling what we used to call plateau, you know, feel like you're, you're, you're doing things, but you're just not breaking through to the next level. I love that conversation. I love people who, who I love phase of life stuff too. You know, um, I'm 53 years old myself, you know, and so I know what that's like, you know, it's like, well, what's the next thing I've, want to be creative. I want to do a career shift. I love change phase of life stuff. Um, on my website, there's a services sort of section and it has kind of, um, different, um, I call it paths that someone might be, um, um, on, and it has a little short description about different paths and, um, the, those paths don't necessarily lead to specific, interventions, but it just is, is a design to sort of get your mind around, well, am I feeling, is it a stuck thing? Am I, is it a burnout thing? Or is it a problem resolution thing? Or do, I want, do I want to solve a specific problem? You know, so I would encourage everyone to go out to the site, see, um, you know, get the vibe of the, of my, of me. There's a short film video there of, about who I am, where I come from, but there's a section there in the services where you can sort of there's like, I can't, I can't even remember the tabs off of my own site, but they're there. And then if you want to call me or contact me um, and do a free uh, 60 minute exploration call and you say, you know what? I really vibed with the resolve path and say, okay, 
So let's talk about that. What's the path? What do you want to resolve? Is there a specific blah, 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 blah. Then we kind of talk about it. Um, or, um, you know, you can email me any questions you have, you know, that's, that's the best way to do it. I think. Okay. Okay. So those are great resources for the land of resources. So can you tell us what your website is? And we will go ahead and put that in the show notes too, but for people listening or watching, um, what is your website? It's a uh, coaching with Carl.net. Okay. Dot net. Remember that. Dot net. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to be special. So I put dot net. All right. <laughs> okay. Coaching with Carl.net. Yes. And I that's mean. where you'll find the tabs to see like, if this is something that, you know, Carl, mm-hmm. what he's speaking of resonates with you, you can go, okay, take a look at the website, look at the different paths and see like, Oh, this might be for me. And then you're offering a free 60 minute consultation. Is that correct? Yeah. I call them an exploration call, you know, because I like this idea of, again, is we're exploring, you know, and, um, uh, so you can call me, it's a virtual call. Um, if you want to do old school telephone, we can do that too, but I like to see folks and I like them to see me. Um, yeah, 60 minute free exploration call. And we just sort of see where we go, see where it leads. And I'm also offering a summer special. So if you are interested and want to get started, you can click on there and you'll see when you schedule your call, uh, a, a summer special package, you could just click that. And if you wanted to sort of dive into this process, then we can just go ahead and go for it. Because sometimes the summertime, you know, it's a great time of rest, but it's also a great time to, when we're not as busy, um, uh, to, to focus on some of these, some of the things that you want to work on. So. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's, uh, I just think that's a very generous offer for a 60 minute exploration call. Um, and it sounds like it's virtual. So uh, that's really accessible for anybody that's interested. And also, uh, I agree with you. Uh, summer people just want to lay low, but it's a good time to open up. And maybe if this is something that if you are needing some help, maybe this is the time to do it before things pick back up in the fall. So yeah. also a good time. Um, I was going to say something, which is, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm having a brain fart. Help me. What are, Help me, are we supposed to, isn't this my part strength of, to get me out of my brain fart? Is it the dance moment? Is this where the dance break oh. usually comes in? I don't know. That All right, maybe I can shake it out of me. I, yeah. I told myself I wasn't dancing. But here <laughs> That's dancing. true. Oh, gosh, okay. your influence is rubbing <laughs> off on me. No, uh, this is great. This is great. Yeah. I mean, I hope that um, this journey through the land of resources was helpful. You know, um, like I said, it's a very accessible land. It's a land that's oftentimes not visited because we're looking for solution land or that's a really big one or the make, you know, the, the, what's big now is the, you know, make money fast land. They're, 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 they're busy. Their tourism board is really high, you know, but everyone forgets about resources, you know, um, Mm -hmm. they're there and we need to trust them and they've served us. Um, well, uh, we just maybe didn't even know it. So I'm all, I'm all for that. And, um, I'm ready to get my hands dirty and start Start mining, start mining, mining. Like little wow. hard hat. I promise I won't wear hard hat though. When we, unless you want to, unless, unless that unless helps him to. get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He can add props if you need props. Props uh, are great. Good. Props are great. You know, <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, I did want to say, I think my brain fart surfaced now since the dance. Huh, so you thank see, you. This is the dance utilizing that. <laughs> um, yeah, which is um, to let people know again, if you're listening or watching that, um, all the stuff you do is remote. Is that correct? Do you do anything in person? 
I mean, I could, I'm located in Tacoma, Washington. So if you're in the Tacoma area and you want to, you know, meet in real life, you know, I'm open to that conversation, but uh, right now, you know, uh, the online sort of platform is so it's everywhere now. So um, it's really for convenience. So I'm, it, it's, it's really great. Cause I can work with, I've spoken with folks as far as the UK in California, uh, you know, and so that's low, that's really the primary modality, but yeah, I'm open to, uh, in real life, you know, let's go for a walk, let's have a coffee, you know, that's also cool too. Okay, great. Well, we have listeners, um, all over the place. So it's just like for anybody, how far away you are, they have that option if they want to get in touch with you. So can't wait. Yeah. All right. So any other things you want to say before we go? No, thank you. Uh, this has really uh, been great. Um, I feel I feel very happy about our conversation, and I'm just happy to uh, to really have you as a as a new friend. I mean, that's the best part of all of this. So I'm glad to be on your show. Oh, thank you. Likewise, I'm happy you're here. I I love your outlook. Uh, I truly believe uh, you are someone that can open up possibilities for people, and that's what this show's about. Um, we're all just trying to get through it, you know, especially okay. these times. And so it's just really nice to know that there's more support out there and I'm glad you're one of them. So huh. thank you, Carl. Thank you for visiting my land of resources. Come back anytime. Thanks for joining the Passionate Health Advocate Show with your host, Denise DeShetler. Like what you see and hear? Then subscribe to our YouTube channel and share this podcast with those who need to hear it. Mm -hmm.